0: Killer Nation. It's Matty and I am joined by my fellow trade guard brethren, the morning man himself, the guy that rocks the best turtlenecks this side of the Mississippi, Jason Allwine. What's
1: going on, Jay? Nothing too much, man. Happy to be here as always. Happy to see you before you head out to the Combine. Um, I'm getting nervous. I ain't going to lie. I'm getting nervous. I bet, man. I bet. That's, that's, a, that's a big shot time right there. You're going to be around everyone that and, and seeing a bunch of rookies and stuff. It's going to be fun, though. You're going to have a great time. So I'm glad to chop it up with you for all that. And then next week, I get to chop it up with you for some reactions from it, too. It, it, you know, yes. Life is good right now, man.
0: <laughs> uh, dude, it's, it's weird. Football has just become a 12-month thing. Like if, you, yeah. if you love it, you can continuously chase something. Yep. Throughout the entire offseason. And I'm, we're recording here on Monday more, well, Monday afternoon, and uh, the, it'll premiere on Wednesday, so I'll already be in Indianapolis. Uh, you may have already seen me. Hopefully, I get some questions in, uh, talking to some of the athletes on Wednesday morning. But anyway, this is the newest episode of Trade Gods. Enough of the Combine here, Jason. Sorry, man. Here it's to a talk trades. <laughs> not only are we here to talk trades, we're really more specifically here to talk about by candidates. Not just any by candidates. These are players that you, Jay, me, we all know who they are. They're producers. They may even been labeled uh, some maybe
1: studs. Jason, what do you think? Maybe I maybe think, a yeah, stud I think,
0: or two? Yeah.
2: Um, yeah.
1: I think we've got some studs and at least some arguable studs here, and we—I—I I might be the first person to call one of these players a stud, but I'm—I'm I'm with it. I think it's a great way to put these players uh to, to kind of categorize them.
0: Stud, stud adjacent, yes, stud yes. lee. However you want to define it, we're talking about players that have value, but potentially the market seeming to dip a little bit, and I think yeah. it's time to buy some of these guys, capitalize on a little bit of a discount, and buy into some of these maybe Ung Sung heroes these potential studs so we have 10 players we got a lot on the plate on the plate here today jason so why don't we just get right on into this day it's time to buy and sell trade gods episode three of the third season still can't believe we've been rocking it for three seasons jason Crazy. we got 10 players buy candidates guys you know People you trust, but maybe the market's a little low on them. So give us your first candidate.
1: Yeah, my first stud of of today's episode is gonna, I'm gonna go down to the tight end position. And I'm just scratching my head about the valuation of this player, to be completely honest with you. He's only 26 years old, and up until he got injured last season, he was going to finish as the tight end one, not only in total points, but in points per game as well. Ultimately. He finished his tight end two in points per game and finished in the top five still by the end of the year. And his name is T.J. Hawkinson. T.J. Oh, Hawkinson Hawk. is so good. He's the Hawk for a reason. And I know that a lot of people were burned on him, you know, maybe his first couple of years in Detroit and then maybe paid up for him a bit too much at the wrong time last year and he got hurt at the wrong time. But plain and simple, TJ Hawkinson is arguably the tight end one in Dynasty. I'm going to say it. I know it's Sam Laporta, but TJ Hawkinson has just as good of a case, to be completely honest with you guys, at only 26 years old, which is the prime for tight end, and on an offense that throws him the ball a ton last year. Last year TJ Hawkinson finished number 2 in targets, number 2 in air yards, number 2 in receptions and led all tight ends and target share. The guy gets opportunity. And me and you are both in the same camp here. I believe last time we talked that Kirk Cousins is probably returning to Minnesota. I I expect yeah, him to.
0: Yeah, I think that's and if it's not him, it's right. a, they're not bringing in uh Tyler they're not going to have a Tyler Henneke situation. They're going to have a first round draft pick. Yeah, or
1: Kirk Cousins. Yeah, like it—it's it, nothing's really going to change there in Minnesota. I mean, you hear rumblings that Justin Jefferson maybe get traded. That's not true, but I mean, imagine if that happened—that would be crazy. But it's just we
0: talking. To, we'll we'll have to revisit this if that yeah, starts happening. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to put any like uh, any meaningful weight into that statement. But you know, just imagine. But either way, he's still going to get a ton of targets in a really great offense—a scheme uh, that really likes to use the tight end position. And he's entering his prime, coming off not that big of an injury, to be completely honest, as we get better uh, at, at, uh, at healing these kinds of things. And I just think TJ Hawkinson is going to bounce back in a big way. And right now he's sitting at tight end five and sometimes even okay. lower, depending on who you talk to. Uh, and I just don't think that was deserving. I, I, I mean, literally before he got injured last year, we were all crowning him really the tight end one in Dynasty. We had moved him up that far. Uh, and, and and with that injury, he moved down, but I think I want to buy back into him. He's going to be back in Minnesota. The quarterback situation is still going to be really good. The offense is still going to be really good, and he's still going to be top of the position in opportunity.
0: TJ Hawkinson, buy the injury discount. <clears throat> yep. Because like you said, it's only going to go up if Kirk Cousins goes back, the health goes back, all this good stuff. Uh, my first candidate, my first trade target uh, is quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray right now is being valued outside of the top 10. He's QB11 on KTC, Keep Trade Cut. Um, and I know a lot of people, I want to say this real quick, I know a lot of people hate on T- Keep Trade Cut for good reason. It's fine. It's just a nice benchmark when you're trying to talk generalities, when you're trying to talk markets. It's at least nice to have uh, a community-driven uh, type of thing. So I just want to get that out of the way because i we be using a ton here now <clears throat> in the offseason, I feel like. But Keep Trade Cut has him at QB11. Uh, But when you look at Kyler Murray throughout his entire career as an NFL quarterback in fantasy football on a points per game basis, this is how he's finished. QB 11, QB 3, QB 4, and QB 7 in 2022. And then last year, he averaged 18.9 fantasy points, which would have put him right inside that 8 to 10 range. Mm -hmm. So this is a guy who just consistently performs at a top 10 level, but is being categorized as an outside of the top ten dynasty quarterback, and I think that's where you can buy in. You look at the analytical profile. Okay, there's not a lot. There's not a big sample size, so we're not going to dive into it too too much. But a couple of key indicators do pop out to me that suggest future success for a guy like Kyler Murray. He was ninth in the entire NFL with red zone carries. So he runs the football. And on a points-per-game basis, top 10 in both the rushing yards per game and red zone carries per game. So he's still utilizing his legs even after coming back from an injury to his knee in those eight games was a factor on the ground. And then what's the biggest rumor right now in the draft season? We talked about the combine. We talked about all this happening now. I know he's not performing at the combine, which sucks. But a lot of the rumors, a lot of the projections, a lot of the mock drafts, myself included, has had Marvin Harrison Going to the Cardinals, and if it's on Marvin Harrison's Malik Neighbors, either who it's a wide receiver, one that's only gonna help Kyler Murray as Trey McBride continues to get better and Michael Wilson gets better. There's weapons here, mm-hmm. and you say yourself, but this, you know, this isn't the Cliff Kingsbury offense anymore. Noted Kyler Murray in his eight games while he was on the field, their pace of play was eighth best, eighth fastest in the NFL. Yeah. Kyler Murray makes the offense fast. The right. offensive coordinator, the scheme that can adapt to the skill sets of Kyler Murray, so buy now because right now you might be getting a, you might be buying at QB10 price and you're getting a top five guy, so that's why i will buy an, uh, a Kyler Murray if I can. Jason, what's your next buy target? Ooh.
1: Let's see. I'll I'll keep it easy. I've got a couple more pretty slam dunkish ones here, so I'll, I'll keep it in the slam dunk range. And I'm going to say for the first time in my history of trade gods, now's the time to buy A.J. Brown. Uh, I've been saying sell A.J. Brown, <laughs> Brown, sell A.J. Brown, sell A.J. Brown, sell A.J. Brown, sell A.J. Brown. Because, I mean, remember last year he had went on that tear, was sitting at wide receiver one in points per game had and had earned himself considered in the Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase tier in Dynasty Despite being a couple years older, like it was insane how the market was on A.J. Brown. Mm -hmm. And guess what? He's still that good of a wide receiver. A.J. Brown is a phenomenal athlete, an incredible wide receiver. And right now he's being valued relatively fair, to be completely honest with you. Wide receiver seven. But again, last year he was valued as the wide receiver three. And I think when you look at what he's going to give you. I mean, you're getting top five output last year or the last two seasons. He's finished eighth in points per game has had back-to-back seasons with over 1400 yards and last year finished fifth in total fantasy points, a top five wide receiver. And yet he's not valued there. And some circumstantial stuff as well, before we get into some more metrics, he came out yesterday and was asked about this whole rumor that he doesn't want to be in Philadelphia. And yeah, I was
0: going to say that too. Yep.
1: Yeah. And he said, no, I want to be in Philadelphia. It's as simple as that. He has a ton of money on the table left. He still has like $46 million left to earn on his contract. He's going to want to put his head down and play football for this Eagles team. That's going to bounce back next year. It was a weird year for them. They've gone out and hired some great coordinators. He's still got a really good wide receiver, too, and Devontae Smith. That's making it to where he can't get the full attention of the defense. And he's going to have those massive spike weeks that we love from A.J. Brown. All season long, he's expensive, but he's worth it. And I do believe that in the season, he's going to get even more valuable, especially as the Eagles bounce back into playoff form. He's just such a good wide receiver. I already mentioned some metrics, but just to go on some more, I mean, he, he was electric after the catch. He was third in juke rate. He was eighth in expected points added, seventh even in unrealized air yards. 870 yards went his way that were not brought in last season. So much is still left on the table for a player like him that I'm finally in on the A.J. Brown discussion. I'm buying him at his price.
0: It went all the way around the sun, mm-hmm. but we finally got there. I Jason Alwine is saying bye, A.J. Brown. Uh, my next buy candidate here, I think he's being undervalued uh, a tad, is Travis Etienne running back. For the Jacksonville Jaguars, he's heading into his third year. Um, He's been getting better uh, as a fantasy producer throughout his career, which is exactly what you're trying to look for when you're trying to find or find some candidates—not just to help you win now, but that could be around for a couple years. Mm -hmm. Over a thousand yards rushing, over 475 yards uh, receiving, he was running back seven on a points per game basis. And when you look at his expected fantasy points per game it was eighth. So we're not looking at any type of fat regression here. We're not looking at any type of luck per se. We're looking at a very skilled individual who was top 10 in a number of um, encouraging statistics such as receiving yards as a running back, routes run as a running back, and evaded tackles. So he's elusive. Um, He could catch the ball. And he's on an offense that yeah, I feel like we, it's, we're we becoming a broken record as a fantasy community saying they're an ascending offense. They are an ascending offense. They need to just be good. I do agree with that. But I'm still not counting out the likes of Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars with his weapons and Doug Peterson there. So I think there is still some room for the offense to get better. And I am of the belief that Calvin Ridley will not return. I know some believe he may. They're not going to give up a second rounder to give him money when he was fine and all these receiving options will be available. I just don't see it happening. So there's going to be a lot of vacated targets There's going to be um, no doubt a rookie there or another vet. There'll be another body, Mm -hmm. but the hierarchy will be shaken up and there'll be a lot of vacated targets. And I think that if we can even just get a little bit of an improvement, even if it's just say four to five receptions that goes Travis Etienne's way throughout the course of the season, we're talking over 60 receptions you know we're talking we're pushing 65 that's what i like to see and he is ranked as a top 10 running back and keep trade cuts so this isn't a buy low this is just buying into a a running back that i think is being valued underneath guys like kyron williams and devon a chain well i don't think he should be and i think if you're a contender you shouldn't do so there's too much projectability in both of those players above him directly in the rank so i'm staying kind of uh, not saying that those guys are not good. I just think that ETN has performed in the top 10 level. Um, he's being valued just outside of what he's produced uh last year. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to buy the slight dip of yeah. Travis ETN, or even just pay 90%, 90% of the price. I'm okay with that because I do love the player, love the profile, and do believe there's still more room for him to grow. We're talking about some buy candidates, so maybe some forgotten studs, some overlooked. Productive members of the fantasy world. And we're going to get right back into it after this ad.
2: Now, I know many of you are looking for a secret weapon for your Dynasty League, and I have it. It's called the Dynasty Dominator app. You go to the app store, go to Google Play, it's right there. It's $5 to download. And then every year, it's $5 to load the next incoming class of rookies. You can add Superflex, add Titan Premium. It's incredible because it allows you to look up players, it allows you to vote on whether a player is a buy, hold, or sell, and then see the market sentiment on that player. And you can compare their lifetime value rating from Player Profiler to their Dynasty ADP at the FFPC. All in the price lookup tool. And beyond that, we have a trade analyzer. So you'll never lose another Dynasty trade again. And in our settings, you can set, this is a win now team, this is a rebuilding team, and then we let you compare players. Look at their metrics side by side prospect metrics, NFL metrics. It's all there. It's five bucks in the app store. There's some add-ons for Superflex and to buy the upcoming rookie class. Every year, you're going to spend $5 on this thing. And it's going to be well worth it.
0: Betty Kim, Jason Allwine, the trade. God's given you 10 buy candidates. Jason, let's move on to the next one. What's your next buy candidate?
1: Yeah, and this was one of the ones I hinted at at the beginning of the show. I might be the first person in the world to call this player a stud, but Jared Goff, he's a stud. I think he's done exactly what has been asked mm. of him time and time again, and he performs at an extremely high level with absolutely zero respect. Uh, Jared Goff right now is valued the mm-hmm.
0: equal- <laughs> just doing the Ron Jamesfield. Sorry, I didn't mean, that. I'm sorry. Oh, I mean, the
1: yeah. real you like that. No, sorry. Jared Goff right now is valued as the quarterback 2020 as the quarterback 22 but he just finished as the quarterback 11 in points per game the quarterback 14 the year before that and last season finished second in pass yards with 4,571 and fourth in pass touchdowns with 30 incredible incredible production from him and if you look at his player profiler page it's just filled with insane metrics he's Second in pass attempts, Lions ninth in pass plays per game, sixth in deep ball completion percentage, fourth in clean pocket completion percentage, eight in true passer rating, fifth in true completion percentage in general, and then you just the accuracy top six in like every accuracy metric, and he's throwing the ball to Sam Laporta, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Jameer Gibbs, Jamison Williams, and whoever else they add this off season. I want in on Jared Goff any chance I can get in super flex leagues. He's Probably the cheapest quarterback two. He is at quarterback 22, one of the cheapest quarterback twos you can get. But he genuinely gives you quarterback one production in a shootout division. There's the Vikings that we just talked about are going to be throwing the ball a ton. The Packers have resurged and the Bears are probably going to draft Caleb Williams and a wide receiver with their two top 10 picks. They're going to be electric in the NFC North next season. I want any piece of the Lions I can get. And I have no idea why the cheapest asset is the quarterback.
0: Dan Campbell, if you're looking for a guy to get the boys to run through the wall, come get my man Jason because he's got me fired up. We need to clip that, send it to Detroit. We're gonna be in Detroit for the draft. Dan Campbell needs to come talk to Jason White because that just got me fired up. And a little side note here: I'm in a startup for startup season, and you mentioned the NFC North, mm-hmm. and I it made me ring a bell. These were my top three picks. In this startup, and I did trade back, that's why I don't have a top top guy. But I traded back, did some things. But I took Jordan Love, Amon Mm. Ross Brown, and DJ Moore. (laughs) There you go. I love me some NFC North too, and I also love me some DJ Moore. And you people out there need to stop messing around by DJ Moore being valued continuously outside of the top 15 as a wide receiver. But last year, he finally hit what we've been waiting for. He hit the mark that we were all hoping for. Wide receiver six overall, 1,300 receiving yards, 96 receptions, eight touchdowns on a points-per-game basis. He was a wide receiver nine. Checks all the boxes there. Juke rate top seven. Dominator top four. Target premium top three. Team uh, yards per team pass attempt. Fifth in the NFL with 2.66. And then you know me, you know I love yards per run, 2.34. DJ Moore continuously checks all the boxes. Athlete, producer, wide receiver one, dominant. And one of two things is happening this offseason, Jason. Either he's just going to be in year two with the best quarterback he's ever had. Or he's going to be catching passes from Caleb Williams. Mm. Listen. You can say what you want, but Caleb Williams—if they're good, if the Bears are going to say he's an upgrade, I'm going to take their word for it. Yeah, Caleb makes all throws. So DJ Moore sitting out there as probably considered old. I would imagine even if you ask kind of the casual gamer, they'd say, "Ah, he's a little too old." Still only 26 years old. He'll be 27 by the time next season rolls around. He's still in the end of his prime. I think another top 10 season is absolutely on the pay on the table here, and you're buying for you know third, fourth round startup pick value mm-hmm. and how that translate and how that trickles down throughout markets. You'll know better than I do in your league, but I'm looking at a guy here that keeps trade cut says the wide receiver 17. And I'm seeing a few handful of guys ahead of him that I have a either red flags or projectability galore. Yep. DJ Moore is still an absolute target for me. Uh, it's hard for him to be someone that I can't acquire. Cause I have him a uh, roster, That's him right. in all of my leagues, but i um, <laughs> The ones that I do, I'm happy. I'm out there on the prowl trying to get me some DJ more. NFC North to the moon, Jason. I love it. Yep. All right. What's your next buy target?
1: Okay. I've got two here that are, you know, it's free. It's it's free agency season. It's the off season, the dynasty in season. And thing. my next two things are changing positively for them. We'll start with wide receiver George Pickens. I I I've always been a George Pickens guy. I, I know I, I talk about Amazon. <laughs> I love myself. We so have
0: cool. our wide receiver uh types. Right. You do. like Jameson Williams, George Pickens. Mm-hmm. I like the route runnery type, maybe slower, not as exciting type guys.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And uh it happened just so happens that George Pickens is on a team with one of those route running, not so exciting guys, Deontay Johnson. Uh, Who will be going into his last? (laughs) Who will be going into?
0: Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. So you know, we've got different. That's what makes us the trade gods is we have different types. Um, That's right, that's right. (laughs) But you know, Deontay Johnson's going into his last year on the Pittsburgh Steelers, at least contract wise. I doubt they'll be able to afford to bring him back. And honestly, I don't know if he's done enough to earn a second contract with that team, with the way things are kind of going. And George Pickens. In the last two years, with basically abysmal quarterback play from Mason Rudolph, Mitchell Trubisky, Kenny Pickett, who at this point is just an afterthought, has still been producing. Not in the best way possible, like he's still in the 30s when you look at points per game, but we've seen some incredible spike weeks for him. Last year, he had four games with more than 20 points, and he even had that incredible two-touchdown, 195-yard game right before the fantasy football playoffs or in the fantasy football playoffs, so it was towards the end of the season. Plain and simple, he's shown some alpha capabilities with bad quarterback play. And guess who's one of the teams that's going to get a quarterback upgrade this year? It is the Pittsburgh Hmm. Steelers. They are the favorite to land a quarterback, basically anyone you talk to. Oh, you know, they're going to get Russell Wilson. Oh, they're going to get Justin Fields. Oh, they're going to get Kirk Cousins. Oh, they're going to trade up and get Drake May. Whatever you hear, no matter what, they're getting a quarterback upgrade. And at the 1% chance that they don't, it's probably going to be Mason Rudolph. If, if I had to pick between Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph, who's starting next year, I'm saying it's Mason Rudolph, a guy who locked on to George Pickens towards the end of the year and helped lead that team to the playoffs, get a few special wins towards the end of the season. I This wide receiver, George Pickens, has been a player I've wanted a lot of for a few seasons now that he's been in the league but now the situation's getting better and his value isn't really going up he's sitting at wide receiver 28 right now i've seen him down in the 30s on keep trade cut he's very very acquirable people think he ha- he doesn't have his head in the game and that he's a knucklehead maybe that's true but uh, we've seen a diva perform well as a wide you receiver before so you have, <laughs> you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I, I want as much Pickens as I can get at his discounted price right now. He's a he's he is a stud. He's shown that he's a stud, and he will continue to show that he's a stud with his upgraded quarterback next season.
0: The menace. George Pickens, go buy him yeah. before it's too late. My next buy uh target is the most unsung of unsung heroes, and that's Evan Ingram. Um Evan Ingram right now on Keep Trade Cut is being val or is ranked underneath Cole Komet, Michael Mayer. Jake Ferguson, David Njoku. Um now you could parse through those guys and pick whoever you prefer. That's not the point. The point is those guys aren't coming off of a top five season. Evan Ingram unequivocally is. It's undeniable. Um, he was tight in two overall, tight end four on a points per game basis. This guy's still hyper athletic. And for some of the reasons why I like Travis Etienne is why I like Evan Ingram. Yeah. I believe Calvin Ridley is gone, and then whoever you bring in is either uh, not a as good of a receiver at first uh, of Calvin Ridley or certainly doesn't have the experience if they do go the rookie route. And with that comes opportunities for guys who have gotten it done. And Ingram in his two seasons with the Jacksonville Jaguars has averaged over 10 points and has been a top seven tight end on a points-per-game basis. And then when I look underneath the hood, pop the top. <laughs> Look at these underlying metrics: ninth in yards per run, second in yards after catch, first in juke rate. Which means he's he's shaking people down in the ankles, breaking ankles, getting gains after catches, and even his uh, uh, you know his production um, analytically the yards per mm-hmm. run, yards per team pass step. Those are both very good. Then you add on number one in receptions amongst qualified tight ends volume. Situation there, situation getting better there by Evan Ingram. Don't overthink it. You know, there's a lot of tearing down that can happen uh, at the tight end position. We talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think if you have an Ajoku, and you could slide in the little Evan Ingram, even straight up, mm-hmm. I think you might be able to get a third. And in this class, I'm getting those thirds all day long. Yes. If you could, take a, if you could even take a Jake Ferguson, I know Ferguson's is a lot younger but if he can get a second for the for the age discrepancy, you know, Ingram's going to be about 30 years old when the season kicks off. Mm-hmm. I, I like the production. Didn't see a dip in his athletic performance. Didn't see a dip in his analytical profile. That's why uh, he's absolutely a target for me, and I just like getting into some of these Jacksonville Jaguars. You'll find, whether it be the players we bring up today or guys you've kind of come to the conclusion on your own as a fantasy gamer, you guys have to follow you, the the clues and some of the clues is teams who underproduce that you still feel have are talented because the markets can be down, the league's gonna be down, and it's time for you to buy players. That the shipwrights progression happens bam, you've mm-hmm. cashed in on whatever you invested to get that player in your team. Jason, let's keep this train a rolling at full speed. What is your next buy target?
1: Yeah, my final stud of this evening is the studiest stud of all, say <laughs> Juan. Barkley. I don't know if you can picture a more stud stud than Saquon Barkley. Like anything you want, you've got it. When it
0: Saquon's a man, basketball. yeah. He's a beast.
1: He's just such a good running back, such Indeed. a good athlete. And finally, finally, the stars are aligning for him to get the hell out of New York City, <laughs> or I guess New Jersey. He's leaving the Giants. The, the, the bridge has been burned. The writing's on the wall. He will not be a New York Giant next season. He's gonna be, in my opinion, a Houston Texan.
0: Complete. You think they pay up for running back?
1: I really. The Houston Texans right now have sixty million dollars before the salary cap increase. They're sitting at what ninety million dollars of cap space now. That's so much money, and running back is like their only position of need. I, I just, I this happened a couple weeks ago when I thought of it. I have not been able to back down on Saquon Barkley going to the Houston Texans it sounds right and I just can't imagine the fantasy football fireworks that would come from that a great offense in a system that just saw Devin Singletary consecutively put up 20 plus point performances Saquon Barkley on that team would be incredible. Now, of course, I get that that's all speculation. So I'll just say what you need to hear in general. Even if he returns to the New York Giants, he still finished ninth in points per game last year, fifth in points per game the year before that. He's so good at fantasy football, so good at regular football. He's scoring you points no matter where he goes. And the good thing is that he's not going to be a New York Giant next year. He's going to be a Houston <laughs> Texan.
0: Sometimes getting away from the bad stitches is- Yep. Could be everything you need. Saquon Barkley to Houston would cause um mass hysteria right now. Um <laughs> Saquon Barkley is available like rounds. Let me see where I can find him. I, I have my so startup low. right here. Six. So low. Middle of round five. I mean, yeah. you're talking about a lot of return on value if he if he comes back healthy for sure. But even if he just signs with Houston, you could potentially flip. That's a nice little buy can at Saquon Barkley. Get the quads in here. The studest. what would you call them? The stud of studs?
1: The studiest stud of all. It's
0: the studiest stud of all. <laughs> uh, I'm going to end this list with another running back, and it's Jonathan Taylor. Uh, the reasoning doesn't seem as glitz and glamorous right now because he's being valued as a top five guy. But he's outside of the top 35 overall. And I just, I see running backs like this and, a lot of people are selling mm. that kind of makes me want to buy because that means the price in a lot of markets is down. Uh, yeah. If everyone's looking to sell, the price is going to go down. And then when I look at what he did after injury, you know, he did have miss some games um, kind of early, kind of towards the end, but he finished strong last two weeks uh, over 17 points in both of those games. He scored um, in the last, six games that he played, he scored the last uh 8 of 9 I believe it was. He scored a bunch of touchdowns. And uh an answer that, a question that we had answered last year was where does his offensive line stand? They're getting a little bit older. And I still think they I think they came back and proved that they are still a very good offensive uh unit as a whole. They have uh, they'll have opportunities to add in the draft this year. And then Anthony Richardson, we were hoping we would get the um mobile quarterback corollary with uh, the production that comes from that uh, uh, with Jonathan Taylor. We're looking to hopefully get that this year. And at the end of the day, uh, a lot of the surface stats don't qualify because, again, he only played um, in 10 games last year. But he's still very dominant, 31.6% dominator rating, sixth in the NFL. Um, He's going to be a focal point in moving the ball. And don't forget, remember there was also rumors of a trade for Jonathan Taylor. Right around, I think it was uh, this time last year. Maybe we get a little Saquon help. And I'm not saying that Indianapolis isn't a good situation. Matter of fact, I love that situation. That's why I'm buying now regardless. But you'd have to think the team that wanted to bring him in is going to use him like the guy they'll have to pay him for. You know what I'm saying? Definitely whoever that may be. So I think that he's kind of insulated and his value is a little insulated in his situation because I think it's great where it is and I think it could be great if he moves to another spot. He's not a free agent, so he's not just going to be lured by the money. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what gets situations a little choppy, I would say, when the clash of the business of the NFL and how we value fantasy. But a trade is different because a team trading is investing more than just the money. They're investing a lot. Of their resources to bring the guy in usually translates into uh, you know usage volume focal okay. point of the offense that good stuff so buy Jonathan Taylor buy Jonathan Taylor because I th- buy Jonathan Taylor that's it that's it I'm not gonna get crazy with that. I'm not gonna go. <laughs> uh, the complete list the ten players that you uh, should be buying for the ten trade targets right now Jared Goff Saquon Barkley AJ Brown George Pickens. T.J. Hawkinson, Kyler Murray, Jonathan Taylor, Travis Etienne, D.J. Moore, and Eben Ingram. Jason, that's the show. Ten by candidates, undervalued studs. We did it. Now, tell the people listening where they can find you and where they can consume all of the Jason online comment, uh, content.
1: Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at JFootballWine. You can tune into my morning show here on the Player Profiler Network. At 10 a.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. That is called Wake and Take. Uh, And then just make sure you follow all of Player Profiler on any social media you can imagine. TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We've got it. Go follow us. I'm the social media manager along with some help of some fantastic, fantastic helpers. Uh, So follow that. Our social media content is incredible. Mm -hmm. You will not regret it.
0: Yeah, you guys are absolutely killing it. Like Jay said, I will be in Indianapolis for the NFL Combine. Getting a chance to see these guys in person, getting a chance to hopefully ask some questions, at least hear some questions, and chop it up with uh, talent evaluators Far more experienced than myself, so very excited about that. And boys and girls, children of all ages, fans of Player Profiler, we back. The Game Plan, Trade Gods, Blue Chips, Future Cast, The Hurdle, all of it's back, all of it's on and popping. And you can get that here at the Player Profiler Networker Show. So make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, like and comment on this video because Jason and I like to answer the questions. If you have any personal trade stuff, your markets, uh, uh, questions, anything like that, go ahead and leave us a comment. And if you want to DM me on Twitter or X at Maddie Keewoom, and you uh, yeah, yeah, that's what basically it. Is. Sometimes my brain just keeps going, do, 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 all the stuff. That's what I got going on. Uh, he's Jason Online. I'm Maddie Kiwoom. We are the trade gods, and we'll see you next time.
2: Peace. From the father, to you, I deeply appreciate you tuning in. And many ask, what can I do? What can I do to help support the hosts, the research they do, the production costs? Go to playerprofiler.com, Dynasty Deluxe, World Famous Draft Kit, Rankings, DFS Dominator, and of course, Data Analysis. Subscribe to any one of those and you support all of us and take Player Profiler to the moon.